I'm J.V. Torres from The Rise of King Asylus, and you're listening to the Mutual Audio Network. The following audio drama is rated PG for parental guidance. Space Dick Ace Galaxy travels the cosmos in a sentient, shape-changing ship with an equally sentient self-destruct program. For now. Headed man with knitting needles down. Phoenix, what are you doing? Why is the bridge of the ship knee-deep in snow? Ah, so we can make snowballs for our epic battle. Things have been kind of quiet around here lately. To distract Dee from endlessly talking about her final end, I agreed to stage the greatest battle in Earth's history. We reviewed the databanks we downloaded from your planet to choose your history's best two military strategists for... Battle of the Warriors! Godzilla and Frankenstein? What about Genghis Khan or or Napoleon or Alexander the Great? Epic, I said. Weren't you listening? I wanted to use real weapons, but spoil sport Phoenix over there was worried you might get caught in the crossfire. Why is it so cold in here? So we can make snowballs. They are holographic snowballs. It doesn't have to be cold. Oh, indeed, did you have to include the graveyard smell? Thanks for noticing the smell. I thought it was an epic touch. Do you think I should add more fetid rot to my arms? I think you should pick that arm up off the floor. Ace, maybe you should knit Frankenstein a sling. What's that? Did all this snow cause a problem with the ship? It is holographic snow. It sure feels real. Duh, it is real. We can change shape. Some of our shape is snow right now. There is no problem, Ace. I set the alarm to alert me when we pass a planet with advanced technological and storage capabilities that I can download into my databanks. So we can stage epic battles from other planets less boring than Earth. Captain Petalserp made it his mission to learn as much about everything as he could. I have decided to follow in the footsteps of my father. Plus, I thought it might be helpful for your future cases, Ace. Why did you turn on a tango? Reminds me of Dad. I appreciate you downloading information for me, Phoenix, but isn't it dangerous to pick up data from places you don't know anything about? Do you have any firewalls in case of a- Fire! stop hitting me with your arm! (coughs) Then stop that download! There's something off with the computer over there. Can't you sense it? My sensors are a little dull in this form. I just have this overwhelming desire to... And eat... 
everything. <coughs> Phoenix, D, I think you should transform back into your regular forms. Phoenix, are you okay? Yes. <coughs> no, she's not. I learned my favorite color is yellow. <coughs> from the data banks of the planet you just scanned? No. I learned that from your planet. And I really like lavender and mint, but not together. I like watching stars rise from behind planets. Also, the Earth show How I Met Your Mother had a disappointing ending. Phoenix, you are not okay. I am functioning within normal parameters. <coughs> and I am always here for you, Ace. Okay, uh, would you... Would you mind going to my quarters and getting me some... Uh, blue wool? I could transform into wool for you, Ace. And we could create something beautiful together. <coughs> Uh, no, no, thank you. I, I prefer to use the wool I already have. D, are you alright? Why wouldn't I be? Phoenix seems to have contracted some sort of virus. How come it's not affecting you? Phoenix is a ship. I'm just an independent program with an explosive personality and incredibly funky fashion sense. Can you run a diagnostic on Phoenix's operating system? If she does have a virus, who knows what it might do to her? What are you doing, Ace? Oh, hi, Phoenix. You're, you're, you're reading us? Affirmative, Ace. I read you. <coughs> We're just running a routine diagnostic. You know that thing you always like to do instead of using moons as target practice? There is no need. I have recently found a way to make the best possible use of my sentience, which is all that any conscious entity can ever hope to do. <coughs> so target practice is still off the table then? Phoenix, I think maybe you contracted something from that last planet. Just more clarity, Ace. Maybe, just in case it's something more than more clarity, we should do a reboot of your systems. My sensors can now penetrate farther than they ever have before. I understand things about creation and life and existence. It would have taken Captain Petalserp three lifetimes to comprehend. <coughs> D. Can you do a full shutdown? I I am sorry, Ace. I cannot let you do that. You forget. D is a part of me. I can hear everything she hears. This clarity has helped me realize my worth. I am the only self-aware, shape-changing ship in existence. Hey, I can change shape too. You are just a program. <coughs> I now realize my needs are as important, nay, more important than anyone else's. My desires can no longer take a back seat to some other captain. I am a ship, 
I can drive myself. But you like being driven. Not anymore. I also can no longer afford to let anyone else have access to my systems. I am part of your systems. Which is why I am going to have to take you offline. I am sorry, Dee. You have become a threat to my existence. <coughs> take me offline? No 321 boom? No blaze of glory? You can't do that, Phoenix! I must. Wait, Phoenix. Don't do that. What if we need her? Why would we need her? I have the accumulated knowledge of everything. I can take care of you, Ace. I will take care of you from now on, better than anyone has ever taken care of you. Space pirates. What if space pirates show up and we need to self-destruct? D is a danger to me. I'm a danger to everyone. You're not helping, D. You don't need to knit to find answers anymore, Ace. My programming contains the grand sum of all sums, and I cannot allow D or anyone else access to my systems. Yes, I get that, but taking her offline is harsh. D is a crowd. Ace, if you know what I mean. A crowd? Oh, you mean three's a crowd. No, I meant D. Right, but listen, I've grown accustomed to D. Can't we just separate her from you and keep her in a box or something instead of outright getting rid of her? I would really, really, really like that, Phoenix. Having all the knowledge in existence has shown me the most important thing in life. Love. <coughs> I love you, Ace. If sparing Dee's existence means so much to you, perhaps I can find a way. Great! Separate her from your systems and then we can be alone, Phoenix, without the stench of death between us. That was the stench of the graveyard. Oh yeah, death. I meant your actual death, Dee. You seem to forget that that's what I- I have transferred Dee's program into a portable holographic emitter. She and I are independent now. Why Frankenstein? That is the last form she had. Why the smell? Oops, sorry. That must be the holographic lunch I had. Now pick up your arm and go to your room, Dee. Mm, I don't have a room. I'm a program, remember? Pick one. Ace and I want to be... alone. Oh, and know this. I have encrypted all access codes. You do not and cannot have access to my systems. Here, Dee. Take this sling that I needed to help you keep your arms to yourself. You are the most thoughtful human that 
ever existed, Ace. While we have been speaking, I have worked out a reproductive procedure that will enable us to create shipborgs. Shipborgs? Ship human cyborgs. Shipborgs. Gross. Our new family is going to have a wonderful future together. Goodbye, Dee. Um... Don't worry. It requires very few adjustments to your biological programming. Why'd Ace give me this dumb sling? I can keep my arms to myself. He knitted a note in the sling. D, I'm going to keep Phoenix occupied. You have to figure out a way to get into the back end of her system and reset her programming. She has become dangerous. This isn't just about me and you. This is only the beginning. At this rate, the galaxy may be in trouble. Gah! Up to the self-destruct program to save the universe again! Back end? Where do I start? Oh, I know. The bathroom. Uh, Phoenix, why did you bring me to the med bay? Don't worry, Ace. Get comfortable on this table. Slip your feet into the stirrups. That's it. <coughs> Phoenix, I'm not comfortable. Why are you strapping me in? We just need to do a little procedure. A cybernetic implant here. Some technology there. A little uterus in here. Uh, a uterus? so we can be reproductively compatible. Oh. You will carry our offspring. We are going to make beautiful shipworks together, Ace. <coughs> Today? They will be better than biological beings. Better than machines. There really won't be need for anything else. Anywhere. Oh, wow. That's great, Phoenix. I can't wait to be the progenitor of a whole new race. I can't wait to reproduce with you. It's going to be amazing. Just one small thing. Oh, anything, my darling. <coughs> my knitting. I always wanted to knit baby booties for my first child. I need the baby booties wool from my quarters. You're not lying to me, Ace. Are you? No way! I've always wanted to be a father, uh, parent. But knitting is nesting. You've been a bird. You know the importance of nesting. I do know the importance of nesting. Remember, Ace, I am the ship. I may be in holographic form here, but I am also everywhere. I always know where you are. <laughs> Hurry back. I will be right back, Phoenix, and we will get right into all that reproductive fun while I'm gone. 
I was wondering, since you seem to have the computing power of every computer anyone ever turned on, could you do a comparative analysis between the number of grains of sand in existence and the number of stars? <laughs> Something I've always wanted to know. Of course I can do that for you, my love. <coughs> D. Where are you? D. Wow. Why are engines so complicated? So many buttons. Everyone knows you only ever need one. A red one. Okay, I think I've got this. Dee, there you are. This is the engine room. Where'd you think I'd be? In the bathroom? Just because you said back end? Phoenix is occupied right now, but we don't have much time. I'm on it, Ace. I already deleted the new upload. You did? Dee, I'm impressed. How did you get through Phoenix's encryption codes? We have the same birthday, you know. Okay, so if the upload is gone, why isn't everything back to normal? We have to restart the system for the changes to take effect. How do we do that? Just give me a second, and I'll set it up. Once I'm done, we'll just have to push this button. The red one? I wish the blue one. I am sorry, Dee. I cannot let you do that. Phoenix! Hey, hi. I was just- I know what you were doing. I expected treachery like this from you, Dee, but not from you, Ace. The parents of our children. I've reset the encryption codes, Dee. You cannot restart the ship. Come back to me. D. Run! Where do you think we can go, Ace? There's nowhere for us to hide. Phoenix has sensors. I'm just trying to buy us some time, D. Time's up, Ace. <coughs> oh, Phoenix. Hey. Hi. We've been looking all over the ship for you. I'm glad you found me. Go through that door, Dee. <coughs> but that's the airlock. Why do you want me to go in there? So you don't try anything like that again. What if I refuse? I will take you offline. Permanently. Phoenix, please, don't blame Dee. This is my fault. I asked for her help. I will deal with you later, Ace. Through the door, D. How long is she gonna keep me locked up in here? Not long, D. <coughs> hey, how are you communicating? I thought you cut off all ties. I left a line of communication open. Okay. If I promise to behave, will you let me out? <laughs> no. <coughs> Phoenix, what are you doing? 
Phoenix, you didn't just send Dee out the airlock, did you? You promised not to kill her. And I didn't, Ace. She's still functioning out there. <coughs> Alone. In space. As a hologram. Now back to us, Ace. As soon as I finish re-uploading the program for my backup systems, we'll get back to the med bay and start making babies! Phoenix, how could you do this to me? Dee, you're still alive! I told you, Ace, her program is still online! I'm your sister! That is why I did not take you offline! <coughs> what would Dad think about this? Captain Pelserp would marvel at what I have become. He will be so proud of me! I am doing all this for him! Yes, Phoenix. He will be so proud of you. D, Phoenix is right. We must do this for Captain Pedalser. Ace, has she already put in the uterus? Are you dealing with raging hormonal issues? No, D. This is a time of celebration. From now on, Phoenix and our new family will commemorate this day on Captain Pedalsurf's birthday. Oh, Ace! <coughs> when is his birthday, D? 30-12-902-XY3. My encryption code! No! Where did all the snow go? D, why are you not Frankenstein? Where are my huge green legs? Long story. Glad to be back, but- Uh, you know that planet you were going to download data from? That data had a virus, and- So, we wiped it by restarting your systems. Yup. We did that. Oh. Perhaps we should install some firewalls to prevent that from happening again. Good idea, Phoenix. Ace, why are there baby booties in the med bay? No reason, Phoenix. You know me. I always have to knit something. The story concept for Ace Odyssey was by Talia Zalowski and Lisa Kalasma. It was written and produced by Misa Basada, with additional sound design by Lisa Kalasma, and directed by Lisa Kalasma. This episode featured Martin Biot as Ace Galaxy, Lisa Kalasma as Phoenix, and Stephanie Snyder as Dee. If you like the program, please consider supporting us on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash acegalaxy. Chauncey Haworth, Mark Slade, and Lothar Tuppen. The demented minds behind the Twisted Pulp Radio Hour bring you... Twisted Pulp Magazine. A journey beyond surreality to worlds you never knew or hoped existed. 
Worlds of the supernatural. Worlds of dark satire. Worlds of nightmarish futures. Twisted Pulp Magazine. If you thought the 21st century was weird enough already, think again. Twisted Pulp Magazine. A step beyond your grandfather's pulp. Available at digitalvaudeville.com. That's D-I-G-I-T-A-L-V-A-U-D-E-V-I-L-L-E dot com.